0: Greetings, and welcome to the Gospel Expedition, where we explore the Gospel from Genesis to Revelation. The Gospel is how Jesus Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. It is through the Gospel that we find forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life in heaven with Christ. Every passage of Scripture sets up this concept, it explains this concept, or it illustrates this concept. In Genesis chapters six through nine, we have the story of Noah, and Noah both sets up, illustrates, and to a degree, explains the gospel. In Genesis chapter six through nine, we see the story of Noah, and we understand in reading these passages that the world had become evil. It had become very sinful, and the world was filled with violence, and things were so bad, that every imagination of the thought of man's heart was only evil continually. The world had become so corrupt, had become so violent, had become so evil, that God was moved to have to destroy the world in a flood. And so God, in Genesis chapter 6, pronounces his judgment on an evil and violent world. But the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. So God spared Noah from his wrath. And so we're going to look at this today in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. We're going to look at the story of Noah and how it was that he came to find favor or to find grace in the eyes of God. And as we look through these verses, we're going to see, first of all, that sin and evil draw God's judgment. God's judgment is a direct consequence of sin and evil. The second thing we're going to look at is the fact that God rescues us from judgment by his grace. It is the grace of God that saves. It is the grace of God that rescues us. It is the grace of God that pulls us from the flames, so to speak. And we access that grace through faith. So first, let's look at the fact that sin and evil draw God's judgment. Genesis chapter 6, verse 6, says that God regretted making man and the condition of the world grieved him in his heart. Now, when we say that God regretted making man, we don't mean the way we regret making mistakes. Sometimes you make a mistake and you regret doing it, and you have a lot of anguish because you made a mistake and there was a lot of unforeseen consequences. That's not what the scripture is talking about here. We know that God makes no mistakes. In fact, when God created you, that was not a mistake. But the Bible says that God regretted making man. You see, the fact is... God knew that this day was coming. God knew that Genesis chapter 6, when the world would become so evil and so corrupt and so violent, that he would have to destroy it in the flood. He knew that day was coming. Yet that doesn't mean that God liked it anymore or God was able to stomach it any better. God still does not like it. He does not like executing his wrath, executing his judgment. He takes no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked. God does not like it. What it means when the Bible says God regretted making man, or when the King James Version says it repented God that he made man, what it means is that the situation had finally come to the point where God was required to act. St. Augustine said that God's anger is not a disturbance of mind as it is a disturbance of mind for us, but rather God's anger is a judgment by which punishment is is inflicted upon us. Saint Augustine went on to say that the Scriptures were conveying a divine emotion of which we have no experience because we do not understand divine emotions. And so in conveying a divine emotion, Scripture merely used a word that all men can understand regardless of what socioeconomic class that they are in. And so when the Bible says that God regretted making man, or the bible says that it repented man that or it had repented god that he had made man what it is teaching is that the sin and wickedness of man got god's attention to the point that god had to respond to it this teaches us that sin and wickedness not only get god's attention but they draw and necessitate his wrath God has to respond to sin. God has to respond to evil. He has to respond to wickedness. And so in verse 7, the Bible says, The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. God not only judges sin and wickedness, he does so completely. And when God condemns There is nothing left, and there is no escape. It is a complete condemnation. His wrath and judgment is thorough. thorough. It's complete. It's justified. And God is righteous for judging sin, and God is righteous for judging wickedness. Sin and wickedness that necessitates God's judgment, because it's sin and wickedness that victimizes mankind. This is where people get mistreated. This is where people get abused. This is where people get hurt. This is where... Lifelong trauma takes place, and God hears the cries of those who've been victimized. In fact, when you go back to Genesis chapter 4, when Cain kills Abel, God told Cain, What have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. When someone does something horrible to you, when they hurt you, when they injure you, when they abuse you, that gets God's attention. and He is bound by his righteousness to respond to that sin. And that is what God is responding to here in Genesis chapter 6. This is not a situation where people are just enjoying having drinks and dinner and partying and having a good time. Mankind had turned on each other and the Bible says the world was full of violence. God has to respond to a situation like that. The world being full of violence in Noah's day, it's apparent that it was something that God had to respond to. There's a lot of that going on back then, and there's a lot of that going on today, and God will respond to it. But God rescues us from his judgment by his grace. In verse 8, the Bible says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor. The King James Version says, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. What is that word grace? You you hear a lot about it in the Christian realm. You see a lot of churches named grace. Grace Baptist Church, Grace Bible Church, Grace Community Church, Grace Lutheran Church, all kinds of different churches named grace. What does that word mean? The word grace means unmerited favor. There was nothing Noah did that necessitated the favor that God gave him. There was nothing Noah did that earned this favor. But the Bible tells us That without Noah having done anything to necessitate the grace of God, without Noah having done anything to earn the grace of God, that God favored Noah. That's grace. Because grace cannot be earned and grace cannot be necessitated. When favor is given to you without merit, without earning, without necessitation, when when favor is given to you in that condition, that's grace. And the Bible teaches us that God extends grace to us. There was no reason for God to send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. The only reason for God to send Jesus to the cross was to save us from his wrath by pouring his wrath out on Jesus. Jesus Christ, the sinless son of God. Endured the wrath of God on our behalf. That's God's unmerited favor upon us. That's God's grace. His wrath being satisfied, we no longer stand condemned before God. We were rescued from the judgment of God by his grace, by his unmerited favor toward us. Now... With that in mind, you may say, Leland, if God paid for the sins of all mankind on the cross, does that mean that every man will be saved? And the answer to that question is, despite it being a possibility, I mean, it could be in theory, if every person accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior, every person would be saved. We know that that's not going to happen. And so no, not every person will be saved. And so if not every person will be saved, then how do we access that grace of God that took the wrath of God upon Christ on the cross? How do we access that grace so that we can be saved? And the answer to that question is that we access that grace through faith. In verse 9, Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Noah was a righteous man. He was righteous. And remember, righteousness is not about going through life, never sinning. Righteousness comes by faith. It is something that you are given credit for. It is something that you are given when you trust the Lord as your Savior. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 15 and in Romans chapter 4, That Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham's righteousness was a result of his faith. Noah's righteousness was a result of his faith. If you are credited by God with being righteous, it will be because of your faith. The Bible says that Noah was blameless. The King James Version says that he was perfect. What this means is he was complete. He was the real deal. He was a man of faith. He was truly a man of faith. He was a man that truly believed he was the real deal he was integrity he had integrity the bible tells us that noah walked with god he prayed and communed with god he trusted god he obeyed god he did all these because of his faith in god what would life be like if we trusted god what would life be like if we lived with integrity what would life be like if we walked with God, if we prayed and communed with God, the way Noah did. Noah was a man of faith and that faith accessed God's grace for Noah. That's how Noah found favor or found grace in the eyes of God. The Bible plain out teaches that faith accesses God's grace. God's grace is accessed by faith. When you trust the Lord, you are accessing His grace. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. The Bible says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ, and we have been saved by our faith. And it's through him that we have access by faith. Enter God's grace, which saves us. Romans chapter 5, that's what that passage is about. It is about how you access God's grace and his salvation through faith. So the question then becomes, do we believe? Sin brings judgment. Judgment happens to sin every time. The only escape from judgment is through faith in Jesus Christ. Do you trust him? Do you believe his gospel? This is the Gospel Expedition.